Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about arterial blood gases or ABGs. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash arterial blood gases or in the respiratory section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Arterial blood gases or ABGs are commonly used to monitor acute respiratory conditions, especially where there's a risk of type 2 respiratory failure, for example chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD. ABGs give helpful information about the acid-base balance, the blood gases, oxygen and carbon dioxide in the blood, bicarbonate, lactate, hemoglobin and the electrolytes. Let's start with the normal values. On an arterial blood gas, the normal values for pH are 7.35 to 7.45. PaO2, which is the oxygen in the blood, is from 10.7 to 13.3 kPa. PaCO2, or carbon dioxide in the blood, is from 4.7 to 6.0 kPa. HCO3, or bicarbonate, is from 22 to 26 millimoles per litre. Base excess is from minus 2 to plus 2. And lactate is from 0.5 to 1 millimoles per litre. Let's talk about respiratory failure. PaO2 is the partial pressure of oxygen, which is the amount of oxygen dissolved in the blood. A low PaO2 indicates hypoxia or low oxygen. FiO2 is the fraction of inhaled oxygen. Room air has an FiO2 of 21%, meaning the oxygen concentration in room air is 21%. Venturi masks can be used to control the FiO2 accurately. Other masks only give an approximate FiO2. A low PaO2 or a low partial pressure of oxygen indicates hypoxia and respiratory failure. It's important to distinguish the type of respiratory failure. A normal PaCO2 or partial pressure of carbon dioxide with a low PaO2 indicates type 1 respiratory failure. Only one is affected, the PaO2. A raised PaCO2, or partial pressure of carbon dioxide, with a low PaO2 indicates type 2 respiratory failure. Two values are affected with a raised PaCO2 and a low PaO2. Next, let's talk about acid base balance. A pH Under 7.35 indicates acidosis. A pH of 7.35 to 7.45 indicates normal. And a pH above 7.45 indicates alkalosis. So a low pH is acidosis and a high pH is alkalosis. Where there is acidosis or alkalosis, you need to determine whether the cause is respiratory or metabolic. Let's start by talking about a respiratory acidosis. 
Remember that carbon dioxide, or CO2, makes blood acidotic by breaking down into carbonic acid, which is H2CO3. A low pH, or acidosis, with a raised PaCO2, or partial pressure of carbon dioxide, indicates respiratory acidosis. This suggests the patient is acutely retaining carbon dioxide. They're not able to get rid of enough carbon dioxide and therefore their blood has become acidotic. Let's talk a bit about bicarbonate. The kidneys produce bicarbonate. Bicarbonate acts as a buffer to neutralise acid in the blood and it helps to maintain a normal pH. It takes a while for the kidneys to produce bicarbonate. During an acute episode of respiratory acidosis, bicarbonate cannot be produced fast enough to compensate for the rising carbon dioxide. Raised bicarbonate indicates the patient chronically retains carbon dioxide. Their kidneys have responded by producing additional bicarbonate to balance the extra acidic carbon dioxide and maintain a normal pH. This is seen in patients with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD. In an acute exacerbation of COPD, the kidneys cannot keep up with the rapidly rising level of carbon dioxide, so the patient becomes acidotic despite having a higher bicarbonate than someone without COPD. Next let's talk about respiratory alkalosis. A respiratory alkalosis occurs when a patient has a raised respiratory rate and blows off or gets rid of too much carbon dioxide. They're breathing extra fast and getting rid of too much CO2. There will be a high pH, an alkalosis, and a low PaCO2, or partial pressure of carbon dioxide. A Tom tip for you, the most common scenarios where you'll see a respiratory alkalosis in exams are hyperventilation syndrome, for example due to anxiety, and patients with a pulmonary embolism. Patients with a pulmonary embolism will have a low PaO2, or partial pressure of oxygen, whereas patients with hyperventilation syndrome will have a high PaO2. And this allows you to distinguish between hyperventilation and a PE. Next let's talk about metabolic acidosis. In a metabolic acidosis, there is a low pH and a low bicarbonate. The causes of a metabolic acidosis include a raised lactate and lactate is released during anaerobic respiration and indicates tissue hypoxia or not enough oxygen getting to tissues somewhere in the body. Raised ketones seen in diabetic ketoacidosis. Increased hydrogen ions due to renal failure, type 1 renal tubular acidosis or rhabdomyolysis and reduced bicarbonate for example due to diarrhea and stools contained bicarbonate so too much stools gets rid of too much bicarbonate renal failure or type 2 renal tubular acidosis finally let's talk about a metabolic alkalosis in metabolic alkalosis there is a raised pH 
and a raised bicarbonate. Metabolic alkalosis results from the loss of hydrogen or H plus ions. Hydrogen ions can be lost from the gastrointestinal tract due to vomiting and remember the stomach produces hydrochloric acid which could be lost during vomiting or lost from the kidneys usually due to increased activity of aldosterone which results in increased hydrogen ion excretion. Increased activity of aldosterone can be due to Kohn's syndrome which is primary hyperaldosteronism, liver cirrhosis, heart failure, loop diuretics and thiazide diuretics. So thanks for listening to this episode on arterial blood gases. This is a challenging topic so if you're struggling to follow along why not check out the YouTube video from the Zero to Finals YouTube channel on arterial blood gases. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you like the podcast, consider supporting Zero to Finals on Patreon at patreon.com slash zero to finals, where you'll get a whole host of other benefits. And I hope you join us for the next episode, where we'll talk about respiratory support.